0: You're listening to a download from North Sound One. Listen again. North Sound One is justifiably proud of our area and the people from it. In December 2011, the rest of the world was just starting to take notice of a singer-songwriter from Afford. But we already knew all about Emily Sandy because we were there at the start.
1: North Sound One.
0: It's been an amazing year for Emily Sandy. From nobody to number one. From playing in the cold to supporting Coldplay – From meeting her idol to being idolised.
2: If you do work hard at something and you really want it then it's easy to achieve if you just keep keep going no matter how many knockbacks, you know. Just because it's a tiny town in the middle of Scotland don't think that we can achieve what we want. So we'll go for what you really want. We're just so proud. The whole school's so proud. It's great to see the home growing talent go so far. It's incredible, really. It's amazing to have her here. It's completely
1: surreal. She seems so normal after hearing her on the radio constantly. Yeah.
0: This is North Someone and our version of events. An hour of chat and tunes from the lady herself who wakes every day with good intentions. Since I was really young, I definitely knew I wanted to be a singer. Will you course is heaven. I'm Emily Sandy, a number two song from earlier in the year. Hello, this is John Ellis. On North someone, I think it's been a pretty long time since we've had a homegrown superstar, probably all the way back to the days of Annie Lennox breaking through. So we were due one when Emily Sandy arrived at our studios earlier this year to play us her single. A local girl from Afford, set for superstardom, we were told. We get told this about every artist regardless, incidentally. Not the bit about being from Afford, but the fact that they're set for superstardom. That's what publicity people are paid to do. And then she sang. And we were blown away. Since then, that number two single and a number one collaboration, her own headline tour, supporting Coldplay on the European dates of their tour, and the debut album, our version of events, due out in February. Barely time to catch her breath. It's exciting times for Emily Sandé. And I'm delighted she's able to spare some time for us today. Over the next hour, chat and tunes from the lady herself. Hey, Emily, welcome home. How are you?
2: I'm very well, thank you. How are you? I'm
0: good. Listen, I, I want to go on a little journey um, from then until now, if you like, and, and maybe slightly further on to what's next. But first, okay. take, take me back to, to when it all started. Your first recollection of music. Are you from a musical family?
2: Well, my dad's very musical. He has a very good ear. And um, I guess that's how he like he introduced me to a lot of music when I was quite young. So that's how it all kind of sparked off, I think.
0: You were born Adele, Emily Sandy. Yeah? Yes, I was. Yeah. I, I can see why you shelved Adele part. <laughs> I think that name is officially being retired from music startups as we speak. Do the family still call you Adele when you go home?
2: Yeah, my mum, everyone still calls me Adele, but my sister has started calling me Emily, which is funny. Oh, really? Yeah.
0: (laughs) How weird is that? 24 years, she's not used Adele now. (laughs) Um, I I cringe when I think of some of the stuff that my mum and dad listened to when I was a kid. There was (laughs) was John Denver in there and ABBA, the sort of Twilight years. You say your musical taste is influenced by your dad. Um, Did you also go out there and discover stuff for yourself?
2: Yeah, I mean my dad has some embarrassing stuff as well but I took the good stuff so he would give me like, he introduced me to a music box by Mariah Carey and Nina Simone and you know amazing power singers but yeah then I started to listen to you know Radio Late at Night and um, you know different kind of specialist programs where I could kind of really get into the music and find new stuff out so yeah I started exploring stuff when I was a bit older
0: I'm interested in the stuff that you dumped from your dad but we can come back to
2: that
0: <laughs> well, was, was school something you enjoyed because it The reason I ask... This is normally just by the virtue of the fact that kids learn music at school in sort of group situations. They tend to form bands at school, mm-hmm. uh, and and you know they find their place. And some of the, some of the big bands they even stay together, like you too You always seem to be very much a solo artist. Collaboration, sure, but you are still a solo artist entering yeah. into a partnership of some sort.
2: I was part of a um, trio for a while. Oh, really? We were called Celeste, and we won the Inverary Talent Show. Wow. <laughs> so we did that. But yeah, I mean, the rest of the time I was just by myself because I guess. In afford there wasn't too many people that liked the same type of music as me, and um, so I was kind of flying solo.
0: But listen, hey, you made the D side piper, so that that's that's really <laughs> that's a starting point. <laughs> was Was there a moment when you thought, "Oh, what? This is what I want to do"?
2: oh yeah like since i was really young i definitely knew i wanted to be a singer but it was when my dad played um a song by nina simone i remember just thinking all right this i just felt so inspired by the song and i just thought this is what i really want to do i want to learn how to play properly and i want to i want to be an artist so that was when i was about eight or nine eight yeah
0: so you've you've known since then that this is this is going to be it
2: Somehow I knew, I just like, it was, um, it was just outside Aberdeen Beach, actually, and he played me, um, it's a song called Why the King of Love is Dead, and it was just that moment, I was like, okay, right, done, deal done, I'm doing it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> when, when you're, my little boy is five right now, okay, so a little uh-huh. bit younger, but uh, he goes from wanting to be a fireman to wanting to be uh, a rock star in the space of a morning, <laughs> and you've got this done and dusted when, when you're eight.
2: Yeah, there's nothing
0: else, yeah. From that moment on, when did you write your first song?
2: Um, I mean, I was always trying to write little songs when I was young, so I remember my first proper song. it had verses and choruses, and I was really impressed and everyone had to sit down and listen to it. um, that was about the same age, like seven eight was the first song I wow. wrote, and then it i mean I hope it got better slowly but um, and then I started playing piano when I was about eleven, so it was kind of marrying the two things together, but yeah, it was pretty young, I just knew.
0: How many instruments do you play? Is it piano and, uh, piano is always the starting point, right?
2: Yes. Um, well, I played, actually I played clarinet before piano. I played clarinet, okay. piano and cello.
0: Wow. Uh, on the subject of song, I think high time we played another, your choice for the show today, uh, how about you pick one, I, I guess probably going back to that that very song, the, the one that made you sit up and take notice of the world of music as a career choice, mm. that tune that hit you between the eyes and you just thought, wow.
2: Yeah. Um, that song is called Why the King of Love is Dead. It's by Nina Simone.
0: This is Little Someone, That's Why, The King of Love is Dead, by Nina Simone. The song that made an eight-year-old Emily Sandy sit up, take notice of the musical world and start her journey towards that world on a career path of her own. Just ahead, we talk songwriting, appearing on X Factor. And do you watch X Factor? I mean, you were on the other week. Who did you think was going to win? Um... Stay there to find out in just a moment.
1: Born and raised in Adford, Aberdeenshire. Her first hit single... Number two in August. She's one of the freshest new music talents of 2011. Already hitting the top ten with Wiley, Chipmunk and Professor Green. Mobile mobile nominated. Emily Sandy. This is North Sound One.
0: This is John Ellis at North Sound One. This hour chatting with Emily Sandy and playing some of her favourite songs. You just heard Nina Simone. More music in a moment. So you're working your way through school, Emily, writing music all the time as you go. You obviously did okay with your grades because you qualified for university to study medicine and went to Glasgow. Was living here something that made you feel isolated from the world? Because we're lucky to have a couple of great universities on our doorstep. Why move away at that point? I
2: think I was just 17 and I wanted to get, you know, away <laughs> from the parents a little bit, but not too far away so I can still take washing home. You know, yeah, it was, yeah, yeah, it exactly was just it. kind of, yeah, I didn't want to move too far away, but I definitely wanted to feel independent and
0: get. Yeah. It. You wanted to have a pint, but when you spent all the cash that you had to come home with that washing, <laughs> And get, get yeah, fed up. yeah, exactly. Okay. I've got you. <laughs> was medicine what you thought you were going to do, full stop? Or were you submitting material to record companies all along?
2: I mean, I was still making a lot of music, and to me, I just really wanted a degree. I wanted um, an ad- to be properly finished school and just. It was always something my dad had said was very important. So I wanted to study and the whole challenge of medicine really excited me. And, you know, sometimes I did think, oh, maybe I'll be a doctor or maybe. But I kind of knew, like, I'm only going to be really, really happy if I become a musician.
0: Yeah, because if not, you'd have been a doctor going down the wards and it'd been a bit like Scrubs. You've been bursting into song every, every yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I know, in fact, I mean, the whole world knows that you performed Next Factor a few weeks back. Yeah. Uh, did you ever consider entering that show as a contestant as a, as a, a way in?
2: I never thought about like, even though it took me so long to kind of get recognition, I never kind of crossed my mind to go in it. And people would always ask, you know, what are you unexpected? And I think it was just because, you know, like I said, since I was about seven or eight, I wanted to be a writer. And I wanted it was so important to me that I would sing and deliver my own songs. So that would be the only that was the only kind of reason holding me back. I just wanted to kind of take a, a bit of a longer, harder route and really write and really kind of learn how to write a
0: song. A long and harder route because you came from 8 to, to 25. So it is, you know, it's like it's almost like 20 years. <laughs> did you watch X-Factor? I mean, you were on the other week. Who did you think was going to
1: win?
2: Amelia.
0: Oh, really?
2: I really like her. I mean, um, but I also like Misha B as well. I think her voice is outstanding. But, um... I really liked em- Amelia's kind of, you know, I like her hair.
0: <laughs> I like her voice. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that is that is so artificial. I like her hair, my goodness. I know,
2: that's really bad, isn't it? <laughs> it's like one of the
0: voting public. <laughs> uh, if, you, if you were to give someone listening right now, or if you were to give um, one of those guys, for instance, advice on how to get signed and more importantly, which way to get signed and what to insist for, mm. what would you say to them?
2: I would say instead of chasing companies, the best thing That I found was just focus on your music. Make sure, you know, be very critical with yourself and, you know, really think about the sound that you want and present it as a whole sound and present yourself, you know, when you're really confident about what you want to do. Because I think some people get so caught up in trying to get signed and Mm. trying to impress and trying to please and like bending themselves to whatever these companies want that they kind of get lost. And I don't think that's, you're ever going to have a long career if you do it that way. So I'd say learn your craft. Get confident what you're doing, gig a lot, and then um, they'll come to you. You know what I mean? If it's great, they're, they're going to come.
0: It's a bit like the Dragon's Den pitch, isn't it? You know, get, make sure the pitch is right before you actually go out there and, and try yeah, and sell it. Uh, exactly. For you, the, the deal for writing came first, and tell me about how that mm-hmm. came about.
2: Well, I was studying medicine, and, you know, in the summer, I'd gone down and, and done a couple of shows in London, and I met a producer called Naughty Boy down there. And we kind of got, we started writing together, and one of the first things we wrote was Diamond Rings, um, and then Chipmunk put his Verses on it, and we got a top ten, which was amazing and then just from that, people kind of heard it, everything else we were doing and so i kind of I got signed as a songwriter when well, I got published um in the summer, so yeah, that's how that came about, and then I just kind of fell into, you know, by word of mouth, people say, then you get approached by different people, and I really enjoyed writing for other people for, what, the past couple, couple of years.
0: I, I'm just thinking back to, to this guy coming across to you in a club in London somewhere saying, hello, uh, I'm Naughty Boy. He presumably <laughs> didn't introduce himself like that, did he?
2: Um I, oh, God, I can't even remember um, <laughs> He obviously said
0: something that was comfortable enough for you because the rest <laughs> yeah. is history. I can only imagine, it's got to be different, but when you're writing a song for someone else, do mm-hmm. you know who you're sitting down for when you start? Like, uh, writing a song for, say, Tiny Temper can't be the same deal as writing one for Susan Boyle, can it? Mm,
2: that's true. Usually... To be honest, I don't really know who I am writing for. I am just like, let's just write some great tracks, and they come out, and because that's the most natural way to do it. Mm. So we'll just write songs, and then maybe once we've done it, it, said, oh, you know, who'd sound amazing on this, or and you can kind of discuss it after. But with Susan, it was different. Like they, we were approached, um, you know, they got me in. Psycho Simon Cowell's label said we'd love you to write for Susan Boyle, so I was definitely in that kind of mind frame, you know, trying to keep it, keep it what something I think she would have sung so um but it's difficult you know it's hard i would, I usually don't kind of think oh who am i writing this for i usually just let it flow naturally and
0: they're not written with the artist present
2: sometimes i mean if the artist is there then we'll write it together but usually um we just kind of write them send them on
0: do you care as much about the songs that you're writing for someone else when you know you're writing for someone do you, i mean are they oh got to get this out
2: yeah, I mean, every song is really special. Like, I would never give somebody a song I didn't like or wasn't proud of. I care about them just as much when I'm making it, but it's the it's the whole other process that I can't... You know, I'm not involved in the promotion, I'm not involved, and in, so I kind of feel a bit more re- removed than if it was mm. my own song. But when I'm writing it, then,
0: yeah. When you're doing your own stuff, is it all about personal experience?
2: Yeah, I mean, I've, I write kind of what I'm feeling and everything, you know, things I've been through. Um, so, yeah, it's all personal stuff.
0: And. For for other people, is that one in the back burner now that you're doing your own thing?
2: yeah I guess so. I mean, there's just less and less time to to write. I mean, I'd love to write for lots of people, but mm. you know there's just time time restrictions now. so I guess now it's just people I really, really want to work with. You know, if dream people come through the door, <laughs> then I, I'm like, of course, you know, but i I love writing.
0: I'm interested in this one specifically. If you had a comfortable deal writing music quite happily for other people, mm-hmm. what was it that made you strive for your own deals performance? I mean, do you love being out there on stage because you don't strike me as a limelight grabber?
2: Yeah, I mean, I've never been, I I was very shy growing up, and I guess that's why I got so involved in music. I'm, Yeah, I really enjoy being on stage. I really enjoy just kind of delivering the songs and getting that electric feeling of, you know, you you just don't know, you're just risking everything on stage. So I I love that. And also just sometimes (laughs) there's certain songs I feel like I know exactly how this song should be delivered. I know exactly how it should be sung. And that's kind of one of the reasons why I just thought I need to keep this song for me. Because it needs to be done like this.
0: I think probably Beyonce made this famous most recently, or sort of tabloid worthy with the "I Am Sasha Fierce" stuff. Do you have an Emily Fierce? You pull out the bag to (laughs) conquer the pre-show nerves. Uh,
2: Not yet, but maybe I should develop. I mean, that could be a good plan.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Time for (laughs) another song. This one is all to do with the songwriting. I wonder, with your songwriting hat on, what you would consider to be the best written song of this year that's been in the charts.
2: I would say that would be "18" by Ed Sheeran. It's beautiful. I I remember hearing it way before it was on radio or anything. And I just, it was at Christmas time and I saw the video and it's like, I don't know, like 10,000 views or whatever. I just thought this song is so beautiful. I couldn't get it out of my head. And I'm just, it's amazing to hear it on radio and the lyrics are just so poetic. I love it.
0: Emily explaining her love of Ed Sheeran's A-Team. Next to North and One, more from Emily. She chats about the famous names now in the list of contacts on her mobile, including the person Emily describes. She's amazing. She's a, a great kind of inspiration. Find out who that person is in just a moment on North and One.
1: Born and raised in Afford, Aberdeenshire, her first hit single. Number two in August. She's one of the freshest new music talents of 2011. Already hitting the top ten with Wiley chipmunk and professor green mobile nominated emily sandy this is north sound one are you listening to a special show
0: we're, we're chatting to our homegrown star of the year it's emily sandy on north sound One. I'm John Ellis. Now, a lot has happened in what seems to be a very short space of time, but in reality, quite often, public perception is way off when it comes to these things. Is it all really happening as quickly as it seems, or has this been a long, hard slog for you?
2: I mean, it's very fast now, but yeah, it's been a long, it's been a long time to get here. But these past six months have just been a whirlwind, like, really, like, light speed. It's just crazy.
0: I know you've been working with your idol, because it's, it's not just the UK that you're cracking. You're sort of spinning plates in Europe, and you've been to America <laughs> to work with Alicia Keys. How did that come around?
2: That came about because she was doing kind of an anniversary of Songs in A Minor. She's doing a few shows in in Europe and she was doing a show in London. And I opened up for her there. And then um, we just kind of kept in contact. And I I flew out to New York and did some writing with her, which is really surreal. But um, (laughs) I had a great time and we wrote some really beautiful songs.
0: Are these songs for you or songs for her?
2: Both. I think, you know... We've written one song that's definitely going to go on my album. Um, So I'm really looking forward to hearing people's reactions and hearing how it affects people. And another song that I think she'll use for hers, but I'm not sure yet. But um, really cool, just a very natural process, and I enjoyed it a lot.
0: I saw a video of something that you posted on Twitter the other day and it was to do with the magazine shoot, I think, where you featured and you were in this video a little bit talking about how great Alicia Keys is and how mm-hmm. she influenced you, but mostly it was three minutes of an outpouring from her of a love for you.
1: <laughs> it must
0: be just astonishing to see and hear your idol saying stuff like that about you.
2: Oh, yeah, incredible. I mean, it's just like, you know, is this reality at all? <laughs> but, you know, she's, she's amazing. She's a, a great kind of inspiration
0: have you had that moment yet then where you turn around and you look at yourself in the mirror and you think, oh my God, I've actually made it?
2: <laughs> no, not yet. I mean, I haven't released my album. I haven't done anything like that. So um, it's it feels good and I'm excited, but I really just want to feel like I've established myself um, as an artist.
0: This is just a nosy one. You're touring with Coldplay. You're working mm-hmm. with Alicia Keys. You're writing for heaps of other people. Sam McCall describes you as one of his favourite songwriters of now. Who have you been adding to your contacts list in your mobile? Who are the, the, famous people, <laughs> the famous people that are in there now that weren't until recently?
2: Yeah, I mean, there's a few people that um, I can add on the phone, but I don't know, like, I'm not I'm not that cool. Like, sometimes I don't feel cool <laughs> enough to hang out with everyone, so I just keep myself to myself and keep, you know, music, music.
0: Okay, another song. This time let's go with that one that you couldn't be without. We erase everything from your iPod and tell you that we can leave you one song. What would that song be?
2: Ooh. I think it would be a song called "Tell Him" by
0: Lauren Hill. Wow, that was quick. <laughs> 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 the one that you can't be without is "Tell Him" by Lauren Hill. Yes, "Tell Him" is from Lauren Hill on North Someone. Hey, this is John Ellis in conversation with Emily Sandy Next up, in just a moment, we talk about Emily's debut album, Our Version of Events, and find out her favourite track from it—her own song. Can't be too difficult to pick, can it? Or maybe not. More in just a moment
1: and raised in afford, Aberdeenshire. Her first hit single. Number two in August. She's one of the freshest new music talents of 2011. Already hitting the top ten with Wiley, Chipmunk, and Professor Green. Mobile nominated Emily Sandy. This is North San Juan.
0: Now, of course, earlier in the year, as I mentioned, Emily popped in to meet Gregsy and Yaz at breakfast, ahead of a visit to her old school, and the guys had lined up one or two surprises.
1: Emily Sandy's on the show this morning. She's just dropping in by.
2: Yeah, hello.
1: Where are we, Blether? Before you go back to your old high school, Afford Academy. Yeah. I would get nervous having a performance um, out of old teachers. Well, my old music
2: teacher, Miss Moore, she'll be there.
1: Miss Moore? The Megan one that's on the phone right mistakes? now. Hi, Miss
2: Moore. Uh, <laughs> hello there. <laughs> No way. What <laughs> oh,
1: she liked them when she was at school? Could she sing? Could she hold than <laughs> not?
2: Sometimes she could be a bit of a chatter, but we'll be back right Emily. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so, Dave, teachers
0: and pupils and academia ahead for Emily on that particular day. And skipping tenuously from teachers to professors, this was a massive number one song for Professor Green and Emily Sandy. North and One plays Read All About It. On the cusp of greatness, our version of events is due at the beginning of the year. One thing that comes across, you seem very single-minded, very focused. Do you ever see that focus branching out into anything else? All the time you you see music stars who move into film or, or fashion. Do you fancy it?
2: I would love, I mean, I did some acting when I was a kid, but my main focus is music. The the amount of time it's taken me to get here with music, like, I don't even know if my life is going to be long enough to, you know, because if I was going to do anything else, I'd want to do it properly and learn it, you know, properly. But no, music is the focus right now.
0: The song from that album that you would play as the one that you could showcase more so than any other right now would be what?
2: Ooh, there's a song on the album called Mountains, which I've been listening to a lot. Yeah, I love that song.
0: So Mountains, one to look out for, tipped by Emily herself on that debut album, our version of events, released in February. This one, already a firm favourite from that album, though. This is Daddy from Brit Award-winning Emily Sandy.
2: Yeah, daddy,
1: daddy.
0: Emily sings Daddy. On North someone from the album, our version of events. And this has been our version of events in the life story of Emily Sandy so far. One thing left at this point, call it a little Christmas treat from North someone. One song remaining. What are you doing over the festive period? And if there's one Christmas song that you could pick, what would it be, Emily?
2: Christmas plans. I'm going to be back up in Afford for Christmas and just chilling out. I think just kind of thinking about the year and just thinking about everything that's happened.
0: I'm looking forward to 2012 because that's going to be nuts as well. Thank you so much for giving us an hour. Uh, I hope you'll come back and do it again sometime soon. Good luck with the album when it comes out. Merry Christmas when it comes. All the best for 2012. Thank you. Do you have a Christmas song and a message for your fans and family back home?
2: I would say thank you to everyone for all the support. Everyone that, you know, probably saw me at the Inverurie Talent Show all those years ago. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I hope you all have a very safe and merry Christmas. And my song would be, um, I love Silent Night. I love all the different versions you can get.
0: Silent Night to finish. Chat and tunes from own Emily Sandy. I'm John Ellis. Thanks for listening. Hope you're having a great Christmas and all the best for
1: 2012 when it comes. Listen again to what you've missed and access exclusive online-only content at northsound1.com forward slash listen again.